Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today for a new episode of Digital Journeys. Today, we are going to learn about continuous improvement and how digitalization plays a role in helping companies on their journey to maximize their business. Joining us today are Jim Holman and Steve Holliday, who are both experts in digital advisory services for Cherry Beckert. With that, I'll turn it over to Jim. Thanks, Jerry, for the intro. Now let's get started with Steve. Steve, why does process maturity matter? Jim, well, um, you know, process maturity, when we think about uh, business, uh, business really kind of measures their growth or, or improvement by, by rising revenues or, or also rising incomes, the bottom line. But when we think about uh, business process, what is the gauge that we're really um, able to look at and understand the improvement in process or the, the maturing of process? So we use um, process maturity as, as that model. Um, you know, you think about, uh, for example, uh, you know, the, the, the needs of a startup company uh, versus uh, maybe the first big step, 20 to $50 million. The needs of those size organizations are going to be different than those that are larger. But no organization is, is flush, uh, perfectly flush in resource to be able to go out and, and tackle that all at once. And so some level of prioritization should, uh, should happen. And, and so generally speaking, I, I think um, you know, a couple questions. One, one would be what processes are customer facing? Um, and also what processes are um, helping me manage risk? So you've talked about the different needs of organizations based on scale of the organization. Exactly what do these process attributes look like at different levels of maturity? Right. Well, um, there's some different models out there, uh, Jim, but um, we like the, the process maturity model, PMM, um, and it's typically on a five scale. Um, and if we think about an organization that's just starting out, uh, it could be that entrepreneur or, or that uh, business process that's just getting its start. Um, and level one, you know, it's an initial process. Um, it's kind of ad hoc sometimes, uh, maybe not well documented. Um, so as we move to level two, we start to see a little bit more documentation, a little bit more management uh, around around the process. And it isn't until we get to level three then that an organization has really defined its processes. You've got clear process maps, um, different uh, delegations and areas of responsibility, uh, clear requirements, uh, something to manage the process uh, by. Um, and then that sets up then level four, which is quantitatively managed. And as, as that level would suggest, um, the quantitative part is you've got metrics. Uh, you understand uh, what the effectiveness and efficiency targets for that process are, and you've got feedback to management that's telling you how you're doing uh, versus uh, those objectives. And then as you move into a highly performing process, you're now into an optimizing um, a level where you're using that feedback on an ongoing basis to make uh, ongoing improvements to your process. Uh, so as you have organizations that are moving, hopefully uh, from level one to level five or whatever makes sense for their scale of organization, how do you see continuous improvement helping to support this process maturity? I'm a big believer that um, you know, all, all work is a process. And all processes can can be improved. That a couple of different uh, mentors in my my background that have kind of uh, echoed echoed that uh, that that sentiment. 
Um, and then I'm also a big believer in, in what gets measured gets gets done. Um, and so when you take a continuous improvement uh, capability, uh, typically, what, what do we think about when we think about continuous improvement? We think about people who want to dive into the process, map a process, understand um, you know, how it's performing, what are the requirements. You know, sometimes we use a frame, uh, whether you call it a SIPOC or a COPUS, I've heard it both ways, but basically at a high level, who is the supplier? And this is the SIPOC. Uh, who is the supplier? What are the inputs into the process? And then you have a, a view of the process itself. And then you look at the outputs and then you look at the customer and you need to understand that that entire picture. Um, you know, the, the requirements on the suppliers for the inputs that they're providing, you know, to feed the process and then what is going to generate the outputs that the customer needs. So you've explained to us how continuous improvement can support process maturity, but layering in digitalization, how can digitalization and continuous improvement help to achieve the highest levels of process maturity? Absolutely, I, I think uh, think back on all the years that I've been in the continuous improvement space. As you're working on any, any type of improvement, sometimes there's low cost, no cost, things that you can put basic controls into place uh, you know, things that um, remind the, the people that are performing the process um, of things that they need to do or things that they need to check uh, before to passing something along. And at some point in, in, a, in the lifespan of almost any process, you're going to reach a point where, hey, I've made all of the improvements, the low cost, no cost, and, and you're going to need to invest in some level of digitalization. Some companies make that decision sooner some um, delay, but digitalization then um, is in the tool set of the continuous improvement uh, practitioner. Um, and from, from my perspective, um, having grown up in, in more of the analog era of, of continuous improvement, where we you know, data was not cheap, <laughs> and um, you know, we learned how to scrutinize on the, the, the critical variables and only put measurements in place around the, the variables that mattered. Um, and now with digitalization, we have the opportunity to um, ha have ready access to data, almost real-time access to data. And so being able to control your processes in, in near real time, having um, really strong uh, sources of, of information that uh, light up dashboards and, 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 and that can send alerts. Um, and as we think about organizations as, as they become more uh, mature in their processes, their ability to manage processes will be um, significantly helped with digitalization. One thing that uh, in your last answer that really got me thinking is that when you reach level, if and when an organization reaches level five, where they're truly in an optimization platform, that even then you're not in a situation where you can stop and rest on your laurels. Continuous improvement doesn't stop if you're fortunate enough to hit level five. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, even the fact that you've achieved level five, uh, you know, it's it's called optimizing, uh, which which is in essence, you know, you're not done, right? And um, and and just the very name of continuous improvement. It's not continual improvement. Um, it's continuous improvement. Continual improvement is uh, in in bits and pieces um, when you feel like it, I guess. And continuous improvement is 
really an, an ongoing focus um, that uh, you, know, you always keep in your sights how the process is performing, what are the things we can do to improve. There's just a, a, a distinct difference. And organizations that embed continuous improvement um, are just they're they're a different DNA. There's there's a difference in in the mindset and um, the focus of those organizations. Uh, I've been around some companies that uh, that have done that well. Um, I've also seen some companies that um, want to do that well, but uh, they're just they're just obstacles that that get in the way. But uh, definitely that that level five optimizing is is an ongoing an ongoing um, attribute. Well put. If you'd like to learn more about how Cherry Becker can help you with improving your business processes, please contact us. Thank you for the great discussion today, Jim and Steve. And as always, we would appreciate it if you would like or share this podcast. Stay tuned for more digital journeys.